Thank you. Okay, we're going to get started at the moment. Uh, what a time to be alive. So this year, uh, we have a theme every year in the Rhythm Factory, um, our seminar stream. And this year, the theme is called What a Time to Be Alive. Uh, it's a song that was by Drake, a term that many of us know. And uh, I'm not going to say too much about it because I'm going to let the first speaker uh, do the business. But every morning, we're going to show you some video testimonies. And these video testimonies, they're just stories about what God is doing in people's lives. And they're all people that are here at New Day uh, on the Rhythm Factory team. And so um, you might recognize some of them on the video and things like that. Feel free just to chat to them and ask them a little bit more about their story. And so uh, we're going to watch that video. But before I do that, uh, I've got a friend who's come all the way from South London today just to come and speak to us. And so I want you to uh, show some love and make some noise for, for Brendan. Brendan, come down. This is my good friend Brendan. Uh, Brendan's a quality guy and he's a, he's a great speaker. And he's, yeah, he, he came up this morning from uh, South London. And so I know he's excited to be here. Um, we're going we're gonna to watch a little video. He's a good friend of mine, Jesse. Many of you know Jesse DJs often in the Rim Factory. We're going to watch that video and then Brendan's going to uh, share some stuff with you. And then we'll have a little bit of time at the end just to really respond and worship and just pray together. So, um, right, we'll roll the video. I was raised in a Rastafarian home with six siblings, three brothers and three sisters. Growing up, I had a seemingly perfect life. I had whatever I wanted. There was no lacking. Until I reached my early teens because this is when I started to notice things happening at home. From arguments to as much as punches being thrown. Around this time, my dad told my mum he had a dream that he was with another woman. So we gathered his things and left. 32 years of marriage down the drain due to a random dream. It was more like a nightmare in our eyes. I guess you could say the timing was right because these times my mum was being introduced to Jesus. She invited me to church and I went for a bit. Continued to go, though not really knowing who Jesus was and what he stood for. Just knowing that there's more to life than school, friends and appearance. Until I got invited to New Day 2009, where I made sure I was focused on what the speakers had to say so I could wrap my head around the whole gospel thing. It was on a Thursday night I made my choice to follow God. The way Jesus lived just made sense, considering living in this chaotic world. Plus the things he stood for is the kind of thing that I had once done. Truth, justice, a teacher I'd be willing to learn from, so I gave my life. After doing so, I was on fire for the rest of the week. I felt like I could do anything. New Day was great. Until I got home and was thrown into the deep end. I for some reason began to care so much about what people thought of me. I had this way of thinking for some time. From the way I dressed, mannerisms, and just overall how I presented myself. But I had a revelation that God made everyone different and that I was completely different to everyone else. With this new discovery I realised that it was a part of Christian life. Finding out who you are in God. And I'm still learning today who I am and working out my own salvation. But this I do know, God is here for the long run. I'm his child, and he said he'd never leave me, and I believe him. He can do immeasurably more than anything I can ask or imagine. What a time to be alive. Amen, amen, amen. Jesse, is Jesse here? Is Jesse here? No Jess, no Jess, no Jess. How's everyone doing? We good? Good. Give me a proper one. How's everyone doing? We good? Yes, we're live. Right, so if you don't know, my name is Brendan, okay? A little bit about myself, like Joe said, I'm from South London. Any South Londoners in the house? Woop, woop, woop. Right, so a bit about me as well. Like Jesse, I'm from a big family, okay? So I've got two sisters, four brothers, yeah? 
we got a squad. We got a five-a-side team, seven-a-side. All right. And obviously, I go to King's Church, London. Where's King's at? Represent. Also, so what I do is um, I play football part-time. So I'm a semi-pro footballer. And the other part of the time, I'm a personal trainer. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, we're there. All right. So I'm a personal trainer. All right. So when I'm at the gym, I see a lot of people that have got loads of strengths. Yeah? I see a lot of people that have got loads of strengths. So some people come in. There's one guy I know called Adam. He comes in. And he's got massive shoulders, yeah? When I say him, they're probably the size of my head. Yeah, literally, he's a massive guy. He's like, walks in like that, yeah? So you've you got Adam, yeah? Adam, if you ask him to do one sit-up, he can't do a sit-up, okay? I don't know why he's got something, he's just not the best with sit-ups, yeah? So he's got big shoulders. We've got other people who are quick, so they're doing loads of running. I'm walking over to the treadmill, I see people sprinting. They've all got different forms of power, different forms of energy, yeah? There's a young, there's an older lady who's probably my favorite lady in the gym called Melanie. And the reason why Melanie is my favorite lady is because when she's in the gym, she'll be walking around nice and slow. You'll see Melanie coming. You're right, Melanie. She's nice and slow walking around. Five minutes later, you turn around and she's absolutely powering through on some crazy dumbbells. Yeah. This old lady is absolute powerhouse. Yeah. And what I want to see today is I've got a little challenge at the front. So I need about three volunteers. We've got one. Up you get. Let's go. Let's go. I want to see some power at the front. Right. So where's my other volunteers? Yeah. Marley at the back. Right. What I've got is a challenge. All right. A 30 second fitness challenge. You confident? If it, you're looking confident. You're looking confident. Who else we got? Marley. Yep. Yeah. Come forward. Anyone else? Anyone over this side? Who we got? Yes. Girls. Come out. Right. We got the four. We got the four. We got the four. Yeah. 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 Come up. Oh, is it girls v boys? Is it? All right. All right, all right. Right, so we've got 30 seconds. Isaac's going to throw some music on. What we're doing, I'm going to give you a quick demo, yeah? Can you trust me? All right, all right. Here's the demo. Cue the big man at the... Why I wanted you to show that is because there's different forms of power. I want you to get back up again. We're going to do 50 sit-ups. You ready? He was ready. Hey, steady. All right. So um, there's different forms of power, and the passage that we're looking at today is all about power, Yeah? So I've done that demonstration. There's different forms of power. We are looking at um, a passage from Ephesians chapter 3. Anyone got their Bibles with them? Yes, yes, yes. Bibles, Bibles, yeah? So the passage we're looking at is from a guy called Paul who was speaking to a church in Ephesus, yeah? It was in the book of Ephesians. So it's Ephesians chapter chapter 3, verse 16, Okay? We're going to read from verse 14. And here's what Paul's saying. Paul says, I fall to my knees. Who's there? If you're there, say, yeah, yeah. Give me a power one. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Right, so here's what Paul's saying. I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious riches, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Okay? But here's what the message version says. Sometimes I read it because it breaks it down nice and simple for me. I'm a simple guy. I need it basic. He says, this is what it says in, in the message. Ephesians 3, verse 16. Just 16. My response is to get down on my knees before the Father, this magnificent Father, who parcels out all of heaven and earth. Here's the main bit. I ask him to strengthen you by his spirit. Not a brute strength, 
but a glorious inner strength. I ask him to strengthen you by his spirit. Not a brute strength, but a glorious inner strength. And that's my prayer for you guys today. So I'm just going to pray really quickly. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are alive, Lord. We come before you and ask, Lord, that you help us to have strength in you. Simply just that, Lord. Help us to see you better. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. Right, so, so that's what Paul's talking about. He's talking about power, okay? So if we were to look at, look at it in the dictionary, okay, what would, what would it say power is? It would say individual strength, yeah? It would say force, ability, or might. But what about in the world today? What's, what would we say power is? So someone who seems quite powerful on the music scene is Drake. Everyone know who Drake is? Yeah? Right, so talented musician, yeah? But it's kind of shocked me recently to find out that Drake doesn't write all of his own lyrics. Did everyone know that? So when I found out, I was like, oh, what's going on? He doesn't, he doesn't you know, write all his own songs. People are writing his songs for him, yeah? So I found out recently, I was like... But it shouldn't surprise, surprise us because before Drake was Drake, let me get his real name up here. His name is Aubrey Graham. Did anyone know that? Aubrey Graham, yeah? So, but what Aubrey's got is he's got a great team around him, yeah? Aubrey's got a great team and they're really helping him to build that name of Drake and it makes it seem powerful and he's very influential in music, yeah? And... Whilst, whilst he might be on stage, taking up loads of the applause and the fame, nobody knows how Drake or Aubrey might handle challenges inwardly. Yeah? So there's strength outwardly, but in his personal life, no one knows how he ch- um, handles things inwardly. Okay? And so what Paul's talking about for us is about how we can have inner strength. Yeah? So not just strength on the outside where, you know, in the world system, we're talking about strength on the inside. How? Because everyone, whether you're a Christian or not, we have to deal with challenges. Yeah, we have to deal with things, whether it's at school. So we want power at, on the inside, power for everyday challenges. Okay, at school, at home, in your area, wherever you are. So that's what we're looking at: everyday power. Shout out everyday power. How's that? Everyday power. Yeah, proper. Right. So. Right, how do we get this power, okay? How are, we, how are we walking in this power? So some of you might say, to be honest, I don't really feel like I can walk in that power because I don't really know where I stand with God. I don't really know where it's at. And what's good as well about this week and what we're doing is that there's going to be loads of talks on being secure and seeing how Jesus feels about you, yeah? About his, the length of his love, the depth of his love, yeah? How high, how wide it is and being secure in it. And that is always our starting point always our starting point. So when we're thinking about God's power, we're thinking, that's how God feels about me. This is why I can walk in power. This is why I can have power in my everyday life. Yeah? So verse 16 says, how? How do we get it? And there's two, the two words says, free, by his spirit. Okay? His spirit. So people might say, where does, where does the spirit come into it? What, what's, you know, what's the spirit got to do with it? Jesus said this to his friends, his disciples. I call them his friends because they rolled with him 24-7. Yeah? He says this, I'm going away to the one who sent me. Not one of you is asking where I'm going. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it's best for you that I go away. Because if I, if I don't go away, 
the advocate won't come. If I do go away, I'll send him to you. And again, in a simpler version, yeah, we need it simple. Right. I didn't tell you this earlier because I was with you every day. This is Jesus talking to his friends. But now I'm on my way to the one who sent me. Not one of you asked, where are you going? Instead, the longer I've talked, the sadder you've become. So let me say it again, the truth. It's better for you that I leave. If I don't leave, the friend won't come. But if I go, I'll send him to you. Yeah? So here, Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit. And when he ascended to heaven, he was talking about sending the Spirit to be with his people. There's a guy called Nicky Gumbel. Who's heard of Nicky Gumbel? Yeah? So he started the Alpha Course. He puts it really simply. The Holy Spirit. He is the way Jesus is present with his people. Yeah? The way Jesus is present with his people. And all it comes down to is, is that it's a powerful partnership. Yeah? Everyone say partnership. Give me another one. You know I like things in twos. Partnership. partnership. Good. Right. So that's where the power comes from. The power comes from partnership. So let's think about some good for partnerships. Uh, Venus and Serena. Are we having that one? For Wimbledon? No. Who else? Give me a partnership. Throw a partnership at me. Good partnership. He's got one. He's got one. He's got one. He's quick. Go for it. I love it. But I don't support Leicester, so I'm not really... If we're talking football, Thierry Henry and Dennis Bergkamp, yeah? No Arsenal fans? All right, I'm on my own. All right. What about this new film coming out, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson? Do they work well together off-screen, on-screen? Nah, iffy. It's a bit iffy. All right. All these guys, they've got partnerships, yeah? There's loads of partnerships going on. The partnership that God wants to have with you is a partnership way, way past all of these partnerships that you see on TV, Okay? The power is in partnership. Even recently when I was at the gym, I was asked, sometimes we have to do late shifts, yeah, proper late shifts, okay? And so part of the shift that we have to do at the gym is that we, we've got this massive pool, yeah, and we have to pull um, the pool cover over the pool, so there's a rope, and you have to literally pull it, it's like a little row workout, pull in, pull in, yeah, and it's, it's tough, yeah, it's tough, it's, a, it's, it's graft, yeah. Has anyone done that before? No, all right, you'll learn. All right. So I'm pulling, I'm pulling it in, yeah? So I'd done that the first time. The second week they asked me to do it. Um, I went up to the pool and I went to pull the pool cover and someone had cut the rope. So I was like, no, 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 I'm not having a good day as it is. This is a bit, what's going on? I've got to pull, I've got to pull the rope in, yeah? And there's, there's no way I can pull this in. So I'm, I start pulling it and I'm like, Ugh. I'm thinking, hold on, the football season's starting soon. I've lost a bit of strength, what's going on? What's going on? I can't pull this in. So I'm struggling badly, yeah? Think, and I'm there for about 10 minutes. Probably the people on reception are looking at me down going, what is he doing? I'm walking around going like this. Yeah? And they're thinking, what, what? just pull the cover. What's going on? Yeah? So I, I'm literally struggling to pull this cover on. The guy who showed me how to do it just said, pick up the rope and pull it in. Yeah? So after a while, I'm sitting there struggling. And I remember, you have to do the shift on your own. Yeah? You just have to do the shift on your own. But there's one guy, there's an Italian, uh, my Italian friend that I work with called Luca. Yeah? And Luca is just a funny guy. He's only got three expressions. These are his, these are his expressions, yeah? Yeah? That's, that's his three expressions. Luca, you're right. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's his three. So I'm thinking, should I go and ask Luca to get his help to come and pull the cover? I don't know what I'm going to get. I might get a... Yeah? I, I don't know what, what I'm going to get from him. But so I think... You know what, it's, it's, worth, it's worth a shot. He's, he's proper reserved. He keeps himself to himself. Nice guy. I thought, let me, let me go and have a, have a chat with him. I just went, 
Luca, sorry to bug you, man. I know, I know you got a session going on. Um, is there any chance I could get your hand to, to pull the cover? He goes, fo- follows me out without even talking, comes out, picks it up, picks up the rope, and literally together, we put, he's pulling it in, roping it in. I'm next to him rolling it. We get it down in about 10 seconds. Yeah, so we actually smash it. Yeah, and at the end of it, I was thinking, I was pulling it in. I was like, wow, that was so easy. Why, why can't I do that? Uh, and I realized, I went later to the walking through the bar area. I spoke to someone at the bar and they said, um, yeah, now they've changed the procedure. The pool, when you're pulling a pool cover, it has to be a two-man job. Yeah, and I shared that to say, sometimes in following Christ and, and Christian and walking in general in life, some things are only, only supposed to be done in partnership with God. Some things are only supposed to be done teaming up with him. And we do a lot of things where we think, right, I can do this. I've got it. I've got the strength to do it. I can do it on my own. Yeah, when really, that's not actually the way it's designed. You're supposed to be dependent on God. And he wants to give you the strength to do it. I don't know if he'll give it a... Uh, yeah, but, but he'll give you the strength to do what you need to do. Whatever it is, the power to do what you need to do. So everyone say power. Yeah. Give me another one. Power. Okay, cool. You're with me. You're awake. You're awake. Right, so there's definitely um, loads of power in partnership, yeah? It's all about that power in the partnership. And for me, um, my, my personal um, story is my partnership with God started um, really, truly in about 2010. Yeah, so I'd grown up in church since I was about 11, yeah? And um, when I was, I, I kind of heard, I was in a meeting once and I heard um, someone talking about Jesus and I thought, yeah, no, that sounds... That sounds like the truth. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to be part of that. And I, I prayed. I said, Jesus, come into my heart. After, from the age of 11 up until all through school, I completely forgot about Jesus. Yeah, I was just at school, just doing my thing, um, and completely had no real kind of connection with him at all. I was even one time on the on the um, on the way. I was on a bus with my friend. Um, we came back. We, I don't know what we was doing. We was just hanging out. Um, we was. Near, in the Croydon area, I was on a bus on the 60. Who's been on the 60? Londoners, yeah, all right, cool, the 60. All right, so we're on the 60, on the way back, coming down, and then I'm sitting at the back, I'm thinking, oh, you know what, when I'm about 30, I think I'm going to become a Christian. That sounds like a good, that sounds like a good age, yeah. I want to be a, yeah, I think 30, 30 sounds good. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right, yeah. I remember sitting there, and little did I know, about like, a little while after that, I had a moment with God. So what it was is I was at home and um, basically a lot of the things I was getting into, loads of trouble, loads of trouble. Just, you know, every corner I turned, the things was finding me and I was just making bad choices, bad decisions. And usually I tell my mum everything, yeah? So I'm like, oh, mum, you know, this happened today at school or something. And to, usually she's always like giving me good advice, you know, what mums are like, come on, have some food, sit down. We're talking about it. This one night, it was proper, proper late at night. I went into her room and I was like, mum, I need to chat to you, oh. Like, I'm not in a good place, you know. I'm not in a good place. I'm feeling things are kind of messy for me at the moment. And my mum's just like, yeah, whatever, whatever. And I was like, no, nah, mum, seriously, seriously, I'm not, I'm not in a good place. I need, like, I need to chat to you. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, just tell your dad, tell your dad. Bear in mind, I didn't have a good, good relationship with my dad at this time. Yeah, so me and my dad, we used to talk, but I didn't really tell him things like that. You just, I just kept it to my mum, yeah. So she was like, tell your dad. And I was thinking, that's not even an option. I can't even, that's not an option. That's like, yeah. Um, so um, I went upstairs to my room and I was like, oh, I was like, God, right now, I just need some support. If you're alive, if you're there, just give me some direction. Help me to know what to do. And um, I just had this kind of peace 
to kind of speak to my dad and give him a call. So I ended up picking up the phone early hours in the morning and saying, Dad, you right? And he was like, yeah, what, what are you doing? What's up? Yeah. And um, I was like, oh, um, I need to tell you some stuff. And um, he was like, yeah, what, 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 what's going on? And basically, from all um, my whole school years, I just opened up and told my dad everything. Whoops, break the place. Told my dad everything, yeah? I just told him about all the mistakes I made. I told him about all sorts. My dad's a Christian. So I was thinking, if I do this, I don't think me and him are going to get on anymore. This is going to be a bit, I don't think this is going to work, yeah? And um, it it was a big moment. I was thinking, I don't really see my dad as much as it is anyway. So I thought, you know, uh, it might not work well. My dad went quiet on the phone. He said, so what's going on? I was like, you know, I've got into trouble at school. Loads of things are going on. Um, and I'm just finding myself in a sticky situation. And he went quiet. He just sat there. And he said, there's a guy called Paul in the Bible. I went, hmm? He went, yeah, there's a guy called Paul. And basically, he, um, he was a really bad guy, yeah? He used to hurt people, kill people. Um, he used to, like, basically Christians, he used to beat them up. He was just a bad, like, the worst of the worst, yeah? And when he was telling me this, I was like, what? Why is he telling me this? And he said, God used him, turned around his life, and helped, and God used him to write, like, a large percentage of the Bible. The letter that we're reading today was written by Paul. That verse was written by Paul. When I heard that, I was like, what? God used that guy who was, like just on a different path completely and turned his life around. And I thought, hold on, if God, if this is the same God that can use that guy, then I'm sure God can forgive me. In that moment, I experienced God's power of forgiveness. And the forgiveness just just flushed over me. I was just like, wow, I just know I'm I'm forgiven. And and I'm forgiven, I just knew it. And that night, um, I went upstairs to my room again and I was just like, Lord, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for everything I've done. And I just came clean with God. And um, I said, look, I, wanna, I need your help to try and live this life because it seems difficult. Sometimes Christians make it look difficult. You know? we, like, I, need, I, need, I, I want to live this life, but it looks hard. And um, I remember just going to sleep that night, just taking a Bible and just sleeping with it like that, like a soldier. Like, yeah, with it on my chest. And then, um, so that was the first time I really experienced God's power because before, I used to hear about God, but... I didn't really know that I could experience it in my heart. And I knew, I was like, I'm forgiven. I just know it. It just feels strong. I was like, wow, no one can tell me. I'm like, no, I'm forgiven. Then the next day, um, I went to meet up with uh, my dad. So my dad came down and we went for a chat and we was talking about things. And as we was talking, um, talking through things, and he was just like, oh, you know, what's been going on? How's life, basically? As we was talking, I just started, I started praying. It, out of nowhere, um, you might have heard it in the Bible before, um, I started praying in tongues. Yeah, so I knew that, I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew I was saying something to God. So I started walking, I was just like, uh, just, just started praying, I was like, whoa, where's this coming from? Yeah, I was literally started praying in tongues. And um, the thing is, someone could have looked at me in the park and thought, that guy is crazy, yeah, what is he doing? But I didn't actually know what I was saying, yeah, but I knew that I was saying sorry. It's like I was just saying sorry loads of times, just like sorry. Sorry, yeah, on some Justin Bieber flex. Yeah, just sorry, sorry. Yeah, and then I just kept saying it. And I knew, it's like, as I was praying it, I could just see Jesus just, just, it's like I just had that peace. I just knew that Jesus was like, yeah, let's do this. Like, we're good, sort of thing. 
And then from there, off the back of that, I kind of knew that this is, you know, this is real. This is real. Um, and that was another experience in God's peace, so the power of God's peace. I really like, received that. Off the back of that, to go back into the world that I'm in, when you have them moments, like us, for example, we come, if, if this is not your first time at New Day, you've come before, you have these moments at New Day where it's like, wow, I had that moment. And, you know, you experience either God's peace, you know, God's power, God's healing, whatever it is. And it's powerful, it's in the moment. But I think what we're looking at today is we want to have that everyday power, yeah? And, and we always got to remember, going back to that kind of partnership of how we're walking with God daily, yeah, walking with him daily. So here's a few things that kind of helped me um, in walking with God daily after I kind of had that kind of moment with God. Bear with me with all these papers. Cool. So, um, right. So the first thing for me was um, I had to own where I was at, yeah? So there's a power in being honest. There's an honesty that comes with it, where I was at. So, for example, there's a guy at the gym Joe, you're going to have to look at me for the time, yeah? Because I'm, I'm on a rant. All right, cool. Um, there's a guy that um, I work with at the gym. Every time he jumps on the scales, yeah, he always goes to me. He said, kind of on-going joke. He always goes, these scales are broken, man. These scales are broken. I'm telling you, these scales are broken, yeah? So every time he comes in, any time we do any measurements, any tracking, he's always like, nah, it's 40. The scales are 40. It can't be right, man. It can't be right. Yeah? And then there's sometimes when he's actually honest, yeah? But all the time he comes in, he's always saying, oh, the scales are broken. There was one time when he was honest, yeah, and he was like, he'll come here and say it himself, he's a funny, funny guy. He'll come in, and um, he was like, look, right, this is, this is the weight I'm at, I'm going to go hard today, I'm going to go hard, yeah, and he goes in, in the gym, yeah, he's working hard, and there's something about that where, when you're honest with yourself, and you know where you're at, you really give it everything you got, yeah, you give it everything you got, and it's the same with God, where we're at with him. Sometimes you have to come clean and be like, this is where I'm at, these are my weaknesses, Lord, this is where I'm struggling, you know, this is instead of hiding it, yeah? And um, there's a scripture in Psalm 51, verse 6. And it says this, and it's really been speaking to me like this, this month, the past two months. It says, God, you desire honesty from the womb. You desire truth in the inward parts. And sometimes it seems, it seems hard to, to follow Christ or to follow him. But really, all he desires is just the truth, just the realness, yeah? That honesty with him. Yes, it's going off over there, Yeah? And then, so he just wants that realness, yeah? And honestly, when we're honest, we get to, um, we give God room, yeah? So, so when we're honest, we give God room. For example, when, the guy, when someone's honest with me about where they're at, for, if I'm at the gym, I'm able to go, all right, cool, you're at that way, you're here, we're going to go to that way. And they're like, yep, let's go. When they're not, they're like, um, I'm like, what did, you have, um, what did you have for dinner last night? What time did you eat dinner? They're like, uh, about eight. I'm like, are you sure? They're like, no, right, maybe 11. Oh, but, yep. Yeah, but when they're honest, yeah, there's a, I'm able to work. And the same with God. When we're honest where we're at, he's able to come in with his power. Where we're weak, he's strong. There's a scripture that says, when my strength, God's strength shows up best in weakness. Yeah, shows up best in weakness. Um, and another scripture that says, God's grace is sufficient. Yeah, you might have heard that before. It's sufficient. So wherever you feel weak, yeah, God's grace is sufficient for you. And there's loads of places we can feel weak. For example, when we come out a new day, sometimes our minds are already set. I'm going to go back into my everyday life and it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be hard to follow God. But God's grace is sufficient for you. God's power is enough for you. Yeah? Um, but all it is, it takes honesty. Yeah? Lord, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm struggling. Help me out. I need you. Yeah? So that's one that I found that helped me. I hope it can 
kind of help you guys. Another one was the power of one step. Yeah, so who's a good dancer in the room? Let's see who's brave enough. Yes, yes, got a good dancer. Yeah, all right. Um, who said they're all right, dancer? All right. Yeah, all right. Who said that dance is just not my thing? It's not my thing, yeah? All right, cool. All right, cool. So if dance is not your thing, yeah, um, basically there's a, there's a dance, yeah? And, well, I want to see it tonight when down in the Rhythm Factory. I want to see a one step, yeah? So someone stand up for me and just show me one step. Come on, he's brave enough, he's brave enough, he's brave enough, he's brave enough. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. All right. I'm going to do a one step. So a one step is just that. Yeah? All right, cool. So a one step, yeah, is just taking one step, yeah? And I say that to say, some people call it, there's a dance called a two-step. For guys, I've got a friend, you know, he's, he doesn't particularly like dancing and he'll just give it a two-step, yeah? That's cool. You can hold that, yeah? Hold that two-step, yeah? So, but... Um, here, what we're talking about is there's power. Why I'm talking about one steps and two steps is because there's power in one step, yeah? And all Jesus requires for us in when we're walking with him is just one step. Everyone shout one step. There's power in one step, yeah? And, um, yeah, all we need is one step at a time, one day at a time. For example, um, who supports Leicester City in here? Anyone? Is anyone from Leicester? Yes, at the back, represent. Yes. Right, we've got a Leicester, Leicester man at the back, right at the back. Um, right, so, um, so Leicester, for example, they were not odds-on to win the Premier League last season, yeah? In their last 10 games, or not their last 10, maybe their last 15, they had Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man City, yeah? And all these players just came from nowhere, yeah? And they could have been thinking, oh man, we've got a chance to win the league, but we got Man United, we got Rooney, nah, this is a bit long, Yeah? So, but really, what they've done, what they've done, yeah, is every interview that they had, they were just like, I can't do their voice, if anyone's from Leicester. But they were like, right, we're just going to take one game at a time. It's just the next 90 minutes. It's just the next 90 minutes. Every interview, the, the manager was just like, one game at a time, one game at a time, yeah? And that mentality is the kind of mentality that we should walk with, yeah? That's, that's where there's power in. Every day when we're walking, we're just walking with one day at a time. Jesus actually says... Tomorrow is a step too far. This is the message version. Tomorrow is a step too far. Let me see if it's on here. So no. Basically, Jesus says that um, don't worry about tomorrow. Focus on today. Take one day at a time. Yeah, in Matthew 6. Okay, and that's, that's our mentality to walk with Jesus one day at a time. Yeah. And if it seems too hard, talk to Jesus. There was a step that I had to take. So when I started trying to follow him... Um, Basically, I thought, God, I don't have the strength to do this. I, I, I find it too difficult. And um, I remember just talking to him and saying, Lord, um, I think I need like, a kind of, like, someone to kind of walk with through it. Like, I, need, I need some support. And I prayed that on a Thursday. I remember I prayed it on a Thursday, and I was, I was walking, and I was like, I, need, I think I need some support because it's too difficult to do this. All my friends ain't doing this. I'm, I'm the only one, basically. Yeah, and um, it was hard. On the Sunday, so let me rewind. I got a bit forward. Before that, I went to a football trial about a month ago before that. And I was playing football and some guy was on my team. Yeah, we was just kicking about and we got put on the same team and he had some good feet. I was like, oh, that guy's got skills. Yeah, let's talk. So we were chatting, we played on the same team. Yeah, and then um, at the end of that, we shook hands. I was like, oh, well played, man. We've done well. Went off. Around, maybe it was two or three weeks later, um, two a month, um, I, was, I prayed that prayer. I was like, Lord, I, you know, I think I need some support. I went to church on that Sunday. On that Sunday, I went to church. Yeah, this is when I was first thinking, wow, is 
Jesus is alive. How, do, how does this all work out? Yeah, I went to church on that Sunday. They had a moment in church where they said, all right, take a moment, say hello to someone near you, you know, um, give them a high five or something. I turned on the row in front of me. The guy that I was playing football with about three weeks ago was sitting right, right there. And I thought, yeah, no, nah, I'm taking your number right now. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, come, let's talk, man. What are you doing here? What are you doing in church? You know, he was like, oh, I just started coming to church. Um, and that's my friend Dominic Miller. You see him at the back there. We're still rolling to this day. Yeah. So, and basically, um, I say that to say, um, God answers the prayer. When you take that one step at a time, um, you know, God answers it. And he kind of answered it for me. From then, when we don't feel like we have the strength, because really I could have thought I'm going to hang around with the same kind of friends that I was hanging around with. But God kind of provided and gave me the strength to kind of to get through that. Yeah. So I, I genuinely thank God for, um, for meeting good people like Dom. And then lastly, um, how are we doing, Joe? We're good. Lastly, the power to stay in your lane. Yeah. So I'm not even making this up. There was a sports day. Yeah. Who's quite quick on sports day? Yeah. Cool. All right. So yeah. And at the back. All right. So there was a sports day. Yeah. And I always thought like I'm top three in the year. I'm top three. Like there's, three, there's only three of us that, are, that can win this race. Yeah. For the 100 meters on sports day. And there's some one guy called Elliot. Yeah. And he was quick. But I never used to admit it. I was always like, no, I'm faster than you. I'm faster than you. I'm faster than you. But we had sports day, yeah? And um, we was, was lining up for sports day. And I so wanted to beat him, yeah? So much. That as we was running, like getting ready to go on a sports day, I started looking at him as I was running and trying to run in his lane, like near him. I don't know how, why my mind was doing it, but I started running over, like running in, in, in my lane and backing out, out of my lane, going in and out. And everyone's like, what's he doing? Just run in your lane, man. Stay straight. Yeah, and um, I couldn't. Do, I don't know why. I just got a bit excited. But anyways, he won, so he's faster than me. But um, I say that to say, like, instead of me focusing straight down, yeah, on on the lane that I'm in, like, bang, lane six, phew, yeah, straight down. Instead, I was looking at Elliot and what he was doing, yeah, and um, that that's that's that doesn't work. Yeah, we got to try and keep our focus straight, and keeping our focus straight helps us to to be all that we can be. Yeah. And there's power in that. There's power in staying focused in what God's given you to do. So, um, same as like Avengers. I always say this kind of superhero thing. So, the Hulk is never going to be Captain America. Or is he? Yeah? But there's the superheroes, Batman's never going to be Spider-Man. Yeah? But if Batman tries to be Spider-Man starts trying to swing from things, it's not going to happen. Or then again, does Batman swing? He does a bit. Yeah. But... <laughs> So, they, they, them superheroes ain't going to be the same, yeah? And the same like you guys. All of you here, God has a, a specific kind of idea of what he wants to do with your life, yeah? He has a purpose and a plan. And to walk in that power, you have to stay focused and stay in your lane, yeah? And be following um, what God's saying step by step. So, we're nearly there, peeps. We're nearly there. So, lastly. So, everyone say partnership. Everyone say power. You're with me, you're with me. Right. So, um, basically, Paul came to a place where he didn't have any power whatsoever. He came to a place where he felt completely weak, yeah? And what happened was, um, he was, he was feeling like, I, I can't do this anymore, yeah? I haven't got any strength. God uses weak people. If you feel disqualified and you feel like, I can't do this, it's... it's it's too hard for me. That's where God's power comes in. Remember, his strength comes where we're weak. 
Let me read something out to you. Who knows who Moses is from the Bible? Yeah? Moses' weakness was that he had a temper. It caused him to murder an Egyptian, but God transformed him to be the humblest man on earth by God's power. Yeah? Gideon's weakness, he had low self-esteem, deep insecurities. God partnered with him, and he made him to be known as a mighty man of valor. Abraham's weakness was fear. Twice, he claimed his wife was his sister to protect himself. Yeah? But God transformed him into the father of those who have faith. Weak-willed Peter, who had a weak will, yeah, became a rock. He's known as a rock. David was an adulterer, and he became a man after God's own heart. God specializes in turning weaknesses into strengths, yeah? Everyone say power. Walking in God's power. Here's what Paul was saying. Paul was saying, it's in the message version. If you've got your Bibles, you can go to Romans 7, 17 to 25. If you're there, I'll give you a moment. Yeah, if you're there, say yeah, yeah. Cool. Just the one. Good shot. All right, so I'm going to go for it. So it says, this is Paul. Yeah, he's in a hard situation. He's supposed to be this, you know, strong Christian guy. He's saying, I need something more. I know the law, but I still can't keep it. And if the power of sin within me is sabotaging my best intentions, I obviously need help. I realize that I don't have what it takes. I can will it, but I can't do it. I decide to do good, but I don't really do it. I decide not to do bad, and then I'll do it. Anyway, my decisions, such as they are, don't result in actions. Something has gone wrong deep within me and gets the better of me every time. It happens regularly. It's predictable. The moment I decide to do good, sin's there to trip me up. I truly delight in God's commands, but it's pretty obvious that not all of me joins in that delight. Part of me's a rebel. Just when I least expect it, they take charge. I've tried everything and nothing helps. I'm at the end of my rope and there's no one who can do anything for me. Isn't that the real question? Is there no one who can do anything for me? Paul's saying there that he's come to a place where he wants to do the right thing. Some of us are in that same position. We want to do the right thing. We want to come leave out of New Day and live the life that we're living here out in everyday life, yeah? Paul's saying, I'm trying. I'm trying my best to do it, but it's difficult. It's hard. There's challenges. Every time I try, I fail. I get up again, I trip over, yeah? And Paul's just being honest. And some of us can say, yeah, that's me. It might be in an area with um, following Christ, yeah? It might be in an area of being patient with people. It might be in an area of choosing who you're spending your time with, yeah? All of them things. We're trying, but we keep tripping over. We keep, fi- we keep finding it hard. And also, the bottom line is that it comes back to partnership. He's, Paul basically says, who? Who gives me the strength to do it? And it comes down to us remembering it's not us on our own. It's partnership with the Holy Spirit, with God by his spirit. Yeah? So there's an ultimate power. There's an ultimate power that comes from Jesus. There's no one, not any name that I've mentioned on this paper, no one has ever conquered death. No one has had that sort of power. No one's had that power that's conquered the grave, that died and came back alive again. Jesus has done that. I repeat, Jesus 
has done that. That is power. Yeah, that is unknown power. Yeah, for someone to die and come back again. Yeah, and he's alive. And the bottom line today is that Jesus has that power waiting to walk it in, work it into your lives. Yeah, he wants to work that partnership into your life. He wants to be synchronized. And daily, we take one step at a time. We own up with where we're at. We stay in our lane. We keep our eyes on Jesus. That's where we're going to find the power every day. Yeah, when we take it out of New Day, we're going to be like, right, I'm going to take one step at a time. I'm going to try and stay in my lane. Yeah, and I'm going to own up with where I'm at. This is where I'm at. I'm not, I'm, I'm not that strong. These are my weaknesses. But God, your grace is sufficient. Yeah? So the bottom line, Jesus has the power. Everyone say, Jesus has the power. Jesus has the power. That's it. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to pray quickly. If, the, if you want to come up and... Lord Jesus, we just thank you that you're willing to help our weaknesses. Lord, we know that it's not easy. And we know that we need you, Lord. We just pray today, Lord, that you show us how to walk in your power, not just today, not just tomorrow, Lord, but one day at a time, every day. Your grace is sufficient, Jesus. Guide us, Lord. Help us where we're weak. In your name we pray. Amen.